I can't believe we're getting married. Shit, we have to plan a wedding. Okay, take a deep breath. Relax. We got you. I'm Chris Serna. And I'm Ashley Aiken. And we are your wedding vendor besties, giving you permission to ditch tradition. This is your day, and we're here to give you permission to do things your way. Together, let's make your wedding intentional as fuck. You are listening to The Bridal Breakdown. Hey guys, I just wanted to give you a quick update and reminder about our Patreon status. Uh, This is a way that you can support the show. Uh, You get access to brand new episodes every single week from Patreon that are tailored to random things from Ashley and I's life. And so we just talk about whatever. We shoot the shit. If you've been a listener from day one, you kind of know what those little segments were like. We talk about like we talk about things that happen in our life or things that were realizations that were happening, all sorts of stuff. But we just added a brand new perk. So the old perk used to be that we were going to do a once a month online Zoom type hangout, digital hangout. Now it's shifted to where we have swapped that perk out with Marco Polo access to a private group that we have. And so if you're not familiar with Marco Polo, it's a video and voice chatting app. It's super cool. Uh, Right now, there are some of us that are hanging out in there. But basically, Ashley and I pop in. Patrons get to talk and ask questions about whatever they want. Uh, And so it's just been really cool. It's been really fun to have us interacting. So that is a new perk that we swapped out that starts at the $5 a month tier. I just wanted to let everyone know that. Here's the episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Bridal Breakdown. We are so excited to have you back again this week. And we have a very special guest today, don't we? Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. It's me. That's my business partner, Ashley. This is Ashley, of course. And it's me. And I had turned. So we only have two mics. So we're going to have to go back and forth. So I had swung my mic around so that Nola could talk into the mic. But it's good to have you. Thank you. We're just we're just here in the office every day. It's like an adventure. We're just in the studio working, being around each other. It's great. Yes, I love it, too. Creative minds. Yes, it's going to be great. It's going to be weird, Ashley and I sharing this mic, but we're going to get through it. Yeah, right, we'll, Ash? We'll get through it. How yes. how do we want to differentiate between, or are our voices different enough? Uh, they're different enough. Okay. They're different enough. But I could talk like this. I'll just say Aiken and Nola. Okay. And Ashley Aiken is your the, usual, u- the use, the reg. I'm your usual gal. Yes. And Ashley Nola. Is the spicy sauce on the side. Is the spicy sauce <laughs> that sometimes you want, you want to have <laughs> Well, no, you want the spicy sauce. You always want Ashley Nola around. She brightens, the, she brightens the day. <laughs> she she does. makes everything better. No, seriously, we're talking about d- doing a trip in California at the end of the month, and we're talking about doing a 30-hour train ride, and I'm very excited because we're going to have entertaining Ashley with us. So, I would love to see you in a negative mood. Oh. Does it ever happen? <laughs> Ashley would be the one to ask. She's Does seen it ever it. happen? I feel like I'm probably the only one to ever see it. Ever see her in a negative mood? Like, like including I your want, husband. It's I probably- want to see her like get so mad and then go back to normal. Well, for backstory, Ashley Nola is the most positive person. Very smiley. She. I would use to- the word adorable. She's adorable. And she's funny and she's fun. She's just a good time. I know she is turning so red right now. She we can is. stop. It's, it's probably making her uncomfortable. My red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> she used to say that people would tell her that when she was in high school, and it drove her crazy. But they would tell her what? That she was too positive, or something like that, right? Yes. Yeah. 
um, people would come out of their dorm rooms because they could hear my laugh like all the way down the hall. They would know it's They'd me. They'd be like, can you stop? Yeah. Stop, stop being, laughing. Stop being so positive. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyways, we have Ashley with us today just because she's in the office and we kind of we just her roped her into it. it, yeah, because we are all I'm being held hostage. We are all drowning in editing, and so we're like, "Oh yeah, we should record this." And so Ashley's like, "What do you want to talk about?" And I actually had something that I wanted to talk about today. And and Ashley Nolo got very feisty and passionate about multiple say, things. I was, I was very negative about a lot of these things that we're about to talk about. And that would be Chris. That was the time you were. No, that to wasn't that negative. In. That was like uh-huh. passion. You were like passionate about some things and i was like whoa what is this i got out of my chair and started stomping <laughs> around the room i guess that's passion it, passion. it is passion yeah. it was really good so you guys today we have a really good episode for you it's really fun we uh, i don't know what inspired what what made well, you think so of this chris we have a running note in uh on apple notes that me and ashley share me and ashley aiken and she updates, we'll update like things in it, like, oh, here's a guest to look into, or here's a topic. Well, one of the things that we're going to talk about today was a topic that she had listed on there, but I was like, ooh, this would be a good episode if we made it a larger episode with larger points. So it was inspired by a note that you wrote, and I think we're going to talk about one of the things today. But today, we're going to be talking about things that brides wish they knew before their wedding day. So we are going to be doing I wish I knew statements to introduce all of these topics. And how many are there? 13. We have 13. And we kind of dwindled this down a little list a little oh, bit. There was too. a ton. And we were like, okay, but what applies to most people? So we we probably nixed what, like six or seven of them? Something like that. Was it more than Something that? Something like that. I'm like, where's my note? It was probably close to 20 things, and we got it down to Yeah, we got rid of six things. 13 things. Yeah. So we're going to jump into those. We're going to dive into those. We're going to try not to spend too much time on them. These are things that might not apply to you. So just keep that in mind. But we see these as wedding professionals often enough to feel like, hey, there's probably a large majority of people who would benefit from hearing these things and knowing these things. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Thank you. I like watching Chris. I'm, he's so focused when he's talking and you don't stumble ever. Thank you. Oh I appreciate it. That's I so nice. Listen to That's this so more. kind. I know. Like I kind of looked over a little bit. And you were like in. You were like in the zone. Ashley's not ready to talk. She's just ready to listen. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> it's 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 almost like the the past pastor side of Chris yeah. comes out whenever we podcast. It is. Lara calls it. It's pastor a side Chris. of you that turns on. No, it that is. we've been talking about that yep. you've been talking about in therapy. I can, that... I can flip a switch. That's just like. It's communication mode. It's time to communicate. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't stumble. There's no ums. There's and also his voice changes. Have you noticed from like regular, normal, just like chatty Chris to like I'm a professional and I will deliver information to you. I feel like I'm like water right now. Oh, sorry. She's like like (laughs) he'll just hear me like faded out in the background. (laughs) We'll edit it, right? It'll be edited. It'll be fine. It'll be good. So anyways, let's start. Let's start. Let's um, do it. Let's jump in. Okay. It. So the first thing, Ashley, I feel like you should talk about this because I think this might have been something that you got kind of revved up about at first. Oh, Ashley yeah. Nola. I'm going to try to address her by her whole name. Um, so what that is, is I wish somebody would have told me that drinking the night before the wedding made me feel like shit. And it makes you look like shit too. Oh. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, is that bad? Um, <laughs> I just think about the like the redness in your eyes, the bags, the inflammation, the the sore the throat, the puffiness, the headache, the bloating, like like the water retention yes. bloating. Yeah. That's exactly it, the irritability. Irritability is that the right word? Well, you know, you're just like tired. You're just tired yeah. after a night of drinking, which I do think most people do okay, especially the women. They're pretty okay with not getting too drunk. Is it bad that I'm talking on the mic kind of sideways? No. I'm trying not. Okay. That's fine. So uh, I think mostly the women do well. I do think I see this the most with- With the guys. The guys. Yeah, and I And you that. see it in their eyeballs. You do. Because oh, yeah. they're competing to see who like gets the drunkest. Yeah. Or a lot of times, I mean, they have sun. They don't want to take their sunglasses off all day. Yeah. And they're like, they're on all day and they're like, they, that, and, well, you gave like a lot of the bodily things, Nola. Like you feel, you just don't feel good. You don't look good. But Inflammation. They have like, when someone's hungover, they did a lot of drinking. There's a negative attitude. There's an energy. Like it just changes things. And so it's okay to, to do a little drinking well, the night before. I even think it's like, okay to even drink, but like, you know the saying? I don't even know if it's a saying, but the th- it's like a rule, an unwritten rule. It's probably actually written somewhere. Drink a drink, drink some water. Drink a drink, drink a water. Drink a drink, drink a water. Isn't that a song? I just made it one. If sublime? It's not- Isn't that like a sublime song? <gasps> is it? I don't know. I, I love drink, sublime. Drink a drink, a drink, a drink. Oh, it's a lot of drink. A drink it's a chum- chumbawamba. Yeah, chumbawamba. There it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> something. something like that. Yeah. It's a song, at least. Yeah, but it, I think... That hydrate as helps well. a lot. Yes. That helps a lot with the uh, hangover. That helps with the bags. That helps with the hydration. Also, on that same note, because we're talking about rehearsal dinner, we mentioned when we were pre-planning this episode that rehearsal dinners get people really excited. It gets them overstimulated. And then you cannot sleep the night of your wedding. The pre-night. The night before your wedding? Yes. yes. That's it. That's it. So that's what we were saying. Rehearsal dinners might be a good idea to consider doing them on like two days before your wedding. That that's way, a you, good idea. Yeah, if you can. Well, and the yeah. other thing too is if you're hiring your photographer to cover, have coverage of your rehearsal dinner, sometimes they're not available because it's a Friday and there's a wedding the night before. And sometimes your venue isn't available because it's a Friday and maybe they've booked it out the night before. But if you do it on Thursday, it's better. Yeah, you have the day after to plan, to pack, to do all the things because you're you're not so energized mentally. Drinking regret is some of the worst type of regret because you feel True. terrible and then it carries into like then you won't want to drink the night of your wedding maybe like, like at the reception because you're like I can't even look at that drink. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you spent a lot of money so we wish a lot of times brides would say I wish somebody would have told me not to drink so much the night before the wedding. That's yes. point number 1. Yes. Point number two, I wish somebody would have told me before my wedding that brides should not go last for makeup. This is another oh, Ashley Nola one. I'm actually Nola just going to turn my mic and you guys can have the mics for this oh, one yeah. because yeah. she's about to get passionate. She's AF. so passionate about this one. Okay, Ashley, you start. Me start. You start. Okay, where do I even start? Okay, a lot of our brides want to... Uh, let me turn this a little bit. Okay, I need the trajectory of this so microphone funny. to be different. Okay, so... A lot of brides want to do their makeup last. I don't know why, but I tell every bride that their makeup is supposed to last 48 hours. Like you could sleep in that for three more days and it's not going anywhere. It's stuck to your face. It's glued. Try getting ready second or third. 
And also on that same note, don't let your mother be last either. Why, Ashley? Well, because your mom has got to help you get in that dress. She does. Or whoever is going to help you get in that dress. Like, don't let them be the last one to get ready. Oh, yeah. We tell our brides to have the person that's the least maintenance of your friend group to get ready last. They're going to take the less amount. They're going to take the least amount of time. They're not going to have so many, like requests and changes and being like, oh, I don't like this. And then I was going to, I don't want to drop the F-bomb, but they were going to, they take so much dang time in the bathroom. after They, say they take so much fucking time. <laughs> in the bathroom after their hair gets done because they're like, oh, this bump isn't good enough or they teased it too much or they, mostly they didn't tease it enough. And yes. so have that very easygoing friend go last. The naturally beautiful one. You know who we're talking about. <laughs> They're all naturally beautiful. Sure. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So that, that was the one that she got passionate about. She went stomping around for Yeah. And if we think about it too, you've heard us say this probably if you've been a listener of the podcast for any duration of time. But the one thing that makes a timeline totally F up is oh, makeup. So true. Like you, so you can run an hour true. behind, two hours behind, 30 minutes. Regardless, you don't want to be running behind. I'd rather you run ahead. Well, and one of the things that Nola said earlier too, before we started recording was that like, we can't start our job without you, like being the bride, like you are the one that like, if you're held up, we can't do the other things that we need to do. And so we need you to be done sooner, sooner than later Please is better. Yeah. It's way better. The day can't go And if go your makeup artist you. tells you, no, I want to save you for last. You can request, Hey, I'm really worried about X, Y, Z. Or you can just say, hey, and Chris it, and Ashley of the Bridal Breakdown told me to do yeah. this, this, and this. And also, like, shouldn't your products be good enough that, like, me going an hour or two hours later shouldn't make a difference? Yes. I mean, it shouldn't. Like, it really doesn't yeah. make a difference if you're using high-quality products. For sure. It really doesn't. And setting spray, that's right. So, third thing. Chris, you want to kick this one off? Sure. Uh, third thing. I wish somebody would have told me that my bra, uh, that my veil is going to be annoying. It is annoying. <laughs> all day long. All day. All day. All day. All day. From the time it goes in to the moment you take it out, it is annoying. You don't take it out. It takes you out. Or it goes flying <laughs> down the street. It's a pain in no, the seriously. ass. Like, I don't know. But- I- if they want to wear a veil, wear a veil. Just wear expect veil. that this is what you're going to potentially just, feel yes, like. You're probably know. going to feel like. Not even potentially. This probably. isn't to discourage you not to do it. This is to let you know and to mentally prepare you that you will be annoyed with your veil. Uh, and that sometimes, like, even like when we do a first look, uh, the bride will look at us and go, hey, should we? Should I put in my veil? I'll say, hey, actually, you should, you should not. Go ahead and wait and let it be something new for your partner to see when they see I you walking down the that. aisle for yes. the first time. And so... Save the veil and then, you know, get through your ceremony. And a lot of times, right after photos, people pop that bad boy out. Very rarely is there ever a veil at the reception because the brides just get so annoyed with it. It snatches on things. When your people partner step on it. When your partner puts their arm around you, it pulls at your head. It's like just a thing all day long that's a nuisance. Yes, they're beautiful. Yes, they're pretty, but be mentally prepared that you will be annoyed with it. Also, if you have a cathedral veil, think about where you're walking throughout the day or what your aisle looks like because the texture of the floor will catch your veil. Brick, cement, sidewalk, all of that oh, clings that's true. the veil. It wants and to then take your it. Head like goes, it goes like ripping Bleh! backwards. Yeah. If this is especially true, and you, you guys know 
We're coming at you from the middle of the United States where we have the most extremes of weather. Yep. We have the most, like, the hottest, the coldest, the windiest. The windiest. So this doesn't apply maybe. So I, I can't speak for what it would be like in Southern California where the weather is mild all the time. Sure. But the points Ashley's bringing up, like, think of, like, the terrain. That's very as true. As well. Um, you can still rock it. You just might want to carry it. Yeah. Or you might want to have someone that is literally your veil person that is trained on how to put it in and take it out multiple times. Also, be aware that taking it in and putting pulling putting it in and taking it out multiple times throughout the day could it potentially affect your hair yeah. and the hairstyle that you have on. Yeah, for what, someone who's not trained with one it. One random thing, uh, maybe this goes for anything. I would say as far as clothing wise, accessories, what you're wearing, maybe not the very first time that you ever put it in. Should it be your wedding day? I just That's what he said. had <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. I just had a wedding where she hadn't used the veil period and didn't know where she wanted it. Did she want it on top? Well, Did she want she it in the might, back? Did she want it underneath? She, done it, she might have realized like, "Ooh, this is heavy." Like sometimes people don't even realize how heavy those things are depending on like if there's beading or it's if there's the lace dragging, or too, like it's 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 a thing. So, anyways, that's Veil Talk. Your veil can be annoying. Just what's, be prepared. What's this next one, Aiken? I don't know if you have the list pulled up. I do. Okay. This is controversial. Unpopular maybe. But opinion. But also, also know that what we're going to say, we're not discouraging you from doing Any this. Any of these things either. We are just letting you know, here is something that we've seen. So take it away. Oh, I just am going to just say it. Daddy-o's, good old daddy-o, hates first looks. It's true. Good old dad, such a kind man. Hims hates the first look. They don't I like it. I feel so bad for them. They don't like it. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, they don't. They might want to see their daughter, though, of course. They definitely want to see her. environment intimately, but not with three cameras and a videographer with them. Yeah, it's the. I think it's the the privacy and like the buildup. Yeah, for dads, that's so uncomfortable for it them. Is. It is like they are, and I'm saying they don't like it. Maybe that's not the case. It's not that they don't like it. it dads feels are awkward. uncomfortable. They, they are uncomfortable with the concept of having a photographed in video first look. At, just at the last wedding that Lara and I were at. The dad looked at me and was like, "Do you guys? Can you guys like go somewhere? Like you guys are just. I mean, he wasn't." He was annoyed, but it was more so that I think it, he was just uncomfortable. Like, like overwhelmed. I think a he wanted an intimate moment with it his is daughter. Vulnerable. You're right, where Ash. he can feel feel free to have and feel whatever emotions he's having without a camera in his face, and not just one camera. Sometimes two, three, or four, depending on if you have two photographers, two videographers. Like it's a lot. Um, and we have so to just rem- consider that we have to remember the generation that Dad is from. Yes, likely. Dad is a boomer, or dad is what Gen X? Maybe we're appearing on Gen X having kids. Dads. Yeah, yeah, because you're dads your sister. Yep, yep. So they didn't grow up in the generation of cameras. You know, they didn't grow up in the generation where. Ca- and what I mean by that is like digital cameras, where they're around all the time yeah. through all of life. It was more of like a here and there. They're like it would be a special occasion. Let's take a photo. Yeah. Versus. You know, because it was film. It was expensive. Now we're, we've snapped, snapped, snapped in the way that we've grown up as millennials and Gen Z. We grew up pretty much with digital cameras yep. for the most part. And so I think that's a big adjustment for them to have a camera in their face the whole time. 
also, if any of this has not swayed you and you still want to have a dad's first look documented, what has helped us is to get the brothers in that first look so the dad's not alone doing this first look emotions I by totally himself. I totally agree. Yeah, that may, that takes a lot of pressure off of him that like he's got like buddies to like look over at and be like, we're waiting for. He's not just waiting there like yeah. shit in his pants. You yeah, know? he's not. He's yeah. nervous. Yeah, he is. Like we had a dad and on his way to his first look. It was, I mean, it's adorable. And I so get why people want to do this. I like 100 again, not to discourage you, just to maybe also think what's a way that I can do this to make it more comfortable for my dad. Or even if you're set on it, it doesn't have to be photographed. It truly does not have to be photographed. If you want it photographed and if your dad is really uncomfortable, just have mom in there with you guys snapping photos on the cell phone. Yes, it's not the same quality, but dad is going to feel a whole lot more comfortable with mom in there, potentially, as opposed to other photographers. There are different levels. Maybe that's like the level. Maybe that's like level 10 dad that's like, I'm hyper anxious around other people and you know there's always middle grounds yeah and it could be you know same thing with the brothers it could be if you make it less of a deal because i think that's part of what makes them uncomfortable if you make it less of a deal like you just got ready and you're getting ready with somebody that you're close to maybe mom right in like the most traditional sense mom Mm -hmm. and you're getting ready with mom and then whether or not mom and dad are together i think i've seen this work regardless dad comes in and or mom goes leaves say they're divorced i've seen mom goes and gets dad and sends dad up and then he just photographer videographers ready for that door to open and so dad comes in instead of dad having to do the whole stand and wait thing yeah instead it's in the getting ready room it's not a huge stage thing dad just enters the room and looks at her he doesn't have to do that like pent up yeah, it's, it's a big buildup. It's a big buildup. I mean, you even feel it with the grooms, you know, or the you know the partner, whoever's seeing them for the first time, like, you know, the person that they're marrying, you can see that weight that they're carrying and that it's, it's a thing. So yeah. anyways, you don't not have to do it, but just be aware that dad might feel a little uncomfortable with the concept of a first look and most likely will feel uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Next one. Next one. I wish somebody would have told me before my wedding that my mom is going to be MIA. Caveat, if you plan accordingly and take this information into consideration, maybe you listened to an earlier episode of The Bridal Breakdown, and you know like, if I hire a planner or a coordinator or I assign tasks to people that are not my mother, like setting up decor, you know, doing all of that, centerpieces, maybe even snacks, like all of that, your mom will be around. But if you do not plan for her to be around and plan to have people take on the responsibilities that a mother would normally fulfill because they're nurturers, they want to help, they want to entertain, host is a good word, they want to host. And so they will go do those things naturally unless you let them know, hey, I really want you to be around on my wedding day. I don't want you to do anything. I want you to just be with me. If you don't plan for that, mom will be MIA. Absolutely. And I feel like there is no bigger regret than mom being completely MIA. And so even just, I mean, Ashley was just telling me at a recent wedding that she told the bride, like, I'm just reminding you, this is probably the only alone time you're going to get with your mom today. And just remembering that can help make things better for you. And also like, you don't get your, I've had, we had a couple year, a couple years ago and she was like, do you have any more photos of me with my mom? And we didn't, but mom wasn't around. 
And that's not something that we can control. All we can do is control when your mom is around and the photos that you do get with her. So just be prepared. Like she's hosting, she's seeing her friends, a lot of them she hasn't seen for the first time, her family that she hasn't seen for the first time. So just I think having that mental expectation that I might want to spend today a lot with my mom and like thinking about it can maybe make it happen more. <laughs> we were waiting. We Trying to give Ashley Nola, some We thought maybe moment. Nola had something to say. She said, now nah, you good. You She's like, it. you did this. <laughs> okay. So the uh, sixth thing that I wish somebody would have told me before my wedding is that traveling on a wedding day can be chaotic. I am passing the mic to Ashley Nola on this one. Yay. <laughs> Nothing is more stressful. Okay. <laughs> We're getting this mic figured out. Okay. What you got? You. Um, <clears throat> what do you wish? What do you have for the brides that wish they would have known this? Well, plan for everything to be to take a lot longer. So, for instance, say you have transportation is going to take 15 minutes. Typically, you're on a bus or a trolley or what have you. You need to plan for longer because buses do not travel at the normal miles per hour. Yes. There's loading and there's unloading. And then there's getting to your destination. Once you're there, you have to walk somewhere and put your stuff down. And we just, we see a lot of people lose a lot of time that they allotted for. And they, most people don't even plan for this. Yeah, they don't. And if you have a seasoned photographer who is planning your, who is creating your timeline, hopefully they will account for this. A lot of them do. But if you don't, maybe you're taking a risk and you have someone who's maybe not quite as experienced, like they don't know that it takes 10 minutes to get down from the hotel room to the lobby, even though normally it would only take five, but now it takes 10 because we got to take multiple things. Then we got to get in the car. Like Find the e marriage license. Find oh, the marriage license. Where's and then, the veil? Ashley, you brought up a really good point. Once you actually get to the place and you're unloading, everyone's kind of in a panic because they don't know where anything is. Yes. They're yeah. like, who brought the bouquets? Where's the... Where's the bo the boutonniere? Where's, Where's the my chapstick? Oh yeah, we've seen that. They've left the bouquets on the bus. All that. That it's that stuff it's happens. a thing. So just be prepared to plan for more time. Also, not to have yourself in a scurry before your ceremony. Yes. It's usually the bride or the groom leaving their hotel to get to the ceremony spot, but they're just cramming it all in a very small amount of time. For instance, for example, the bride gets in her dress. And then she gets right on the bus. Like, that's what a normal timeline kind of looks like. Yeah. She gets in her dress, she's dressed, and then she gets on the bus. Why don't you give yourself 30 minutes of cushion just to gather all of your things, make sure everybody's where they need to be, yep. and then go? Yeah. You, future you will thank you if past you gives yourself some breathing room. Future yes. you will be happy with you. you. This ties into, I think, what we talked about last week with, like, add more time. More time. Add some more time so that you can have this cushion. Yep. We talked about timelines last week or we coverage. coverage. Yes. The seventh thing that I wish somebody would have told me before my wedding is how freaking hot it is under that wedding dress. Holy cow. This was one that I brought up, not because I've experienced it, but because <laughs> I have brides that experience it all the time. I don't know if you two remember if it was like. Hot. Oh, it's just, on our just, wedding day. Yeah, I know you guys. I know you were inside, Mine like, and it was kind of winter. winter. Too, but but yeah, like, I mean, still, it a lot of that fabric is not breathable. And I've heard brides just be like, so it's really funny. Uh, we have like a fan that we bring that we give to our bride to use, like it's just a rechargeable one on the wedding day. Well, almost everyone is like, "Can I put this under my dress?" And then they'll just like cool themselves off yes. because it's like there's no air circulating down here. Yes. It's hot. 
especially if we're outside, especially if we're outside. Ashley, how many times have you seen me go underneath a bride's dress, not head underneath dress, but hands underneath dress to flap? She's she's doing the motion. I do it all the time because they can't breathe. So I'm just like, okay, find that bottom layer and fan her. Yeah. Like get her some air movement under that. Yep. Yep. Do it. And just just go ahead and anticipate and know like it's going to be hot in that and you're in it all day long there may not be a solution besides if you want to bring a fan bring but a fan. this is more of like this is just a setting an expectation it's gonna be a little roasty yes. toasty down down there mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. down that's down number seven down there number eight i wish somebody would have told me oh that's a good one. Oh. i feel like we got to be careful to not go off on this one and just yeah go on a tangent yeah. no shame to anyone who does this but just be aware. You want to say it, Ashley? Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> Can you tell us it's like an, uh, what a controversial... It's a controversial It's controversial. One. It is. I wish somebody would have told me that massive wedding parties can be a bummer. I feel like even people with massive wedding parties know this. What makes them a bummer? Where do we start, Chris? Just let's just start listening. Okay, just start just flying. Start what makes thinking. a massive? What, what? Okay. What do you? What would you say a massive wedding party is? Ten, right? Eight. Eight. Yeah. You say that's massive. What? Eight plus? How many weddings do you do with you more than wedi- eight? A wedding party. Oh, oh, eight on each side. Oh, eight on each side. Okay. My bad. My okay. bad. I'm like, you're like, that's big. I'm like, do you do a lot of it? I'm like, that's four. That's. Three and three in the bride and groom. No, you know? eight bridesmaids, eight groomsmen. Okay, so plus. so eighteen. I mean, people seven total. would probably be a lot too. Six is, I feel like, sweet spot yeah. as far as like it's a bigger wedding party, but it's not too big. Yeah, yeah. Would you so, agree? Like, anytime yeah. I hear somebody say six, I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, I think once you get up there, I mean, it just here's the thing: is you have so many people with lots of different personalities. Some of them know each other. Some of them don't know each other. They're getting together. Not everyone clicks. Some people are more emotional. Some people are more drinky, drinky. More Some people are hangry. Some people are more into what they look like. Yes. Absorption. Like they, it it can, it can get messy really, really, really fast. So, and it it can be a, it can be a huge damper on the day to where people like, I just wish we would have eloped. Like, you have groomsmen that are running off, you know, doing drugs and doing all. And this is an extreme situation. You should have seen the way that both I know, and I just eyes, like, lit up. I've seen groomsmen doing coke on the wedding day. Like, I haven't. I think you've walked in on something, Ashley. A, a dildo hanging out of the ceiling from the guy. <laughs> yeah, the it was like in the doorway, okay. and I walked right under. I was like mistletoe. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's hilarious. Didn't you run into one of those groomsmen recently and they yes. were like trying to get you to remember which wedding they you're were like, at? And they were like, the one with the dildo. And you're like, oh, I remember it. I got it. I got it. That one. <laughs> yeah. I think that the thing with big wedding parties, at least for a person like me who tends to be a people pleaser, is that I struggle to manage that many personalities in yes. the way that I want them all to be having a good time. So then I will find myself gravitating towards the one that I feel like is having the least good time. And I'm like, and it's my wedding and I'm stuck with the person that I feel like is having the least good time. Well, and then I feel like with the bigger wedding parties, you always have, it's almost more likely that you are going to have 
bride bridesmaids or groomsmen pushing the envelope with the drinking and getting trashed way quicker. I have never seen a wedding party of ten just get absolutely shit faced. Like he's saying, five on each side. Five on each. Uh, five on each side. Like a wet. That's what I'm saying. On each side. So ten, like ten total. But I have also. I will also say I've never seen a wedding party with eight people on each side that didn't have at least two or three people that were completely gone. Like sometimes I want to say positive. Sometimes these. No, this is the negative episode. (laughs) Sometimes these big, big wedding parties, especially when everybody knows each other and they've all been friends for a while, can be such a good time. Yes, they really can. It the majority of the time, I do feel like when we have wedding parties. Oh, I don't know how to describe this, but they're bigger and maybe a little more caring about what they look like. Hmm. But I feel like in that regard, you'll you'll catch on to what I'm saying in a second, Ashley. I know you will. But are you saying if they're like really attractive people that are like really really care about what they look like, yeah. like very much, it's about the pictures and like just I feel like those like when I'm on party buses with those people, it is such a dud. Oh. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yes, dud. It's just. <sighs> So anyways, that's just, that's when I see dud wedding parties, I think more than anything else. Yes. Yes. Yes, Ashley, you can keep going. I have one more thing, but it's not. Are you sure? It's different. It's different. I was going to say just in regards to photos, just if you have 10 bridesmaids and 10 groomsmen and you're doing wedding party photos, I'm just going to let you know that we will not be seeing your faces very large because when you have that many people photos don't capture that's good. expressions and faces that's good you're, you're i'm yeah small. i'm just editing a wedding right now to where i'm like oh man i'm real far back and you can barely see yes. the details of these faces are they are, are their eyes closed you don't know you can also kind of get away with it too if they're true really you're like true. oh they just might be a squint they might just think yeah. they're a squinter but and yeah expectations like yeah. yes you might be prepared like yeah that one big the few big group shots like it's going to be hard to make out some details on people's faces. Yep. Yeah. So I think I think moral of this controversial one is that wedding parties, big ones, can be fun, but they also can be a bummer, and that's that. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all that. there is to it. I don't. Ha- I don't like contra. You know, I get so uncomfortable. Oh, with and controversial I'm like, yes, yes, more, 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 more. <laughs> okay, so number nine, the one that we're going to do now, was actually something that Ashley remembered from the interview that we did with our Bridal Breakdown listener, Micah. Did an episode with her uh, not too long ago. And in that episode, she shared and discussed something that she wished she would have been prepared for. And Ashley brought it up today and she was like, we got to bring this one up. You want to say what it is? She wished that she would have been prepared to know how stressed she would feel. I don't know if stress is the right word, but before the ceremony when she was all by herself waiting to walk down the aisle. Yes. So yes, pretty much exactly spot on. She it, And this is the moment where everyone has walked down the aisle. Well, it's also normally, at least this in this venue, venue was also is different. Weird. Like she they were like kind of isolated. By herself, by herself. But there is a moment like that you can also relate to where everyone has walked down the aisle your people have walked down the aisle and there's probably a 15 second, 30 second, maybe a minute where you're like, oh, it's about to happen. And it's that like, oh shit moment. You're about to walk down the aisle where you feel sick to your stomach. My puke. You feel nervous. That is okay. That is normal. You will most likely feel that. Just know that ahead of time. 
And if you're going to be separated, doing a whole different entrance where you're alone, understand that you're going to have a lot longer to be alone with your thoughts, which if you're prepared for that, might not might not be the worst thing. If you're unprepared and it catches you off guard, it can really kind of put you in a funky space and you can really get in your head about some some things. Absolutely. I just want to see somebody do what Ashley did and walk down the aisle with their soon-to-be spouse. I was literally just going to talk about how I didn't have this feeling at all. Justin and I's feeling was pure excitement. Yeah. Like we were waiting for our song to hit and we were like latched on arms and we were looking at each other and we were like, is that it? Is that it? Is that it? Is that it? And then whenever the song came on, we were like, okay, let's go. And like we went together. Was this at your wedding? At our wedding, wedding, on our wedding day. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I I mean both because we kind of did it at our reception too and we waited for the- But that's more common to walk in with your reception with your people, your person. But it was a really cool experience. It's not for everybody, but that was something that, I mean, it was only excitement that we felt because we did our first look after our first look. That's so cool. We took some photos and then we walked down the aisle. Mm -hmm. And everybody was waiting for us to walk down the aisle, but we were in the middle of first looking and photos. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That's So just be aware. Just know that like that is a potential mental hurdle that you might have to jump. You might have to cross that river if you get there. But that's it. Speaking of walking, like getting ready to walk down the aisle, here's something else that we thought of. Number 10. So I wish that somebody would have told me that all eyes were going to be on the groom. When I walk down the aisle. So the moment, like, and a lot of, a lot of brides have this, this idea that like, oh, all eyes are going to be on me when really over the last, I don't know, just, just gotten popular over the last five years. Maybe even more. 10 years. I don't know. Like it's really shifted. Maybe when first look or no, it had to have been a while because people really look at whoever's at the altar, your partner, man or woman, how are they going to react? How are they going to respond? Are they crying? Are they smiling really big? Are they cheesing? And then maybe they'll give a quick double, like quick look back to see what you know the bride does. But for the most part, it is all eyes on the person at the altar waiting for their per- their bride to walk down the aisle. And maybe as a bride, you don't super care that all the eyes are going to be on the groom, but I think he probably doesn't expect that all eyes are going to be on him. And that's something to to let them know too is like, hey, all eyes might be on you. Because that might catch them off guard, like, whoa, everyone's looking at me and that's a thing, but you know, it might put some some pressure, you know, you know your person. Maybe it would mess with them more mentally to know that all eyes are gonna be on them than than yeah. not. But like Yeah. You 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 know, you guys know how you are. So just something to consider. I wish this is the eleventh. I wish somebody would have told me that I should set expectations with my fiance for our reception. Chris I feel like you should talk about this. One. Yes. And this is the one that, that I really wanted to talk about because I see this not at every wedding, but enough to be like, yeah, this is something that needs to be talked about. So imagine it's your reception and I don't know how you think it's going to plan out, but I think a lot of people imagine that their partner is going to be with them for at least half the night, right? Maybe three quarters of the night. Maybe you have expectations that they'll be there all night. But I see this all the time where either one or the other, the bride or the groom, is asking, where's my husband? Where's my wife? Where are they? And they're like, you see them like do the circle thing where they're looking around and they don't know where they are. And that happens like five, eight, ten times a night where they're constantly like, where did they go? 
my suggestion is to set expectations for how you guys are going to spend the night together. And so maybe it's like, hey, we're going to do all of like, we're going to do our grand entrance together. We're going to do all the festivities being dinner, um, dinner, the dances, speeches, like we're going to be, be together that whole time. But then once like all the festivities are over and the dance floor is open, like we we can go do our Split own thing and kind of go see yeah. our people. And the only and this is the only re- reason I bring it up is so that you'll be prepared ahead of time and that you'll know like oh this is when this is happening. Um, that's the only reason I want to bring it up. Well, yeah, and I've said this before on previous episodes, but I think it's really important if you utilize your wedding party, specifically probably the women, to equip them with what you want to happen so that they can help you with it. So if you want to spend your dancing portion with your partner then you can have your girls make sure that that happens and like remind you like, Hey, you wanted to spend today with them. Like, like, do you want me to go grab them or do you want to go see so-and-so, you know, they can just help you. Yeah. And then even sometimes during the reception, like, I mean, it's not uncommon for to never see one or the other on the dance floor because normally there's a dancer. It's always great when both of them are dancers and they both want to be out there. Uh, But a lot of times like the stereotype is, if you know this is like the bride is on the dance floor tearing things up and the groom is a shy he doesn't want to go on the dance floor he just wants to drink beer on the side of the bar with his boys to do that whole thing just to drag him out like talk about that stuff have expectations like he or she might tell you i don't want to dance you know i don't want to dance please don't pull me out on the dance floor i'm not going to enjoy that i'm not going to like that and then to which you can say can i have one song you pick the song and then you guys come to this agreement but if you guys aren't out there at least for one song, then there's no photos of you guys on the dance floor. I know. That's like Ashley's that's biggest sad. thing. Don't you talk to them, Ashley, during timeline meetings about that? Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Th- you ready? Second one, to last This next time. one's spicy. I wish somebody would have told me before my wedding that most people don't have sex on the wedding day. I honestly did not know that we were going to be talking about this one. Yeah, we're bringing it up. Okay, let's get sexy. Are you getting ready? All right, let's go. I'm getting a little, ooh. It's it's true. (laughs) And here's here's the big reason why. You're so tired. You're so tired. You're exhausted. Lara, okay. Lara I was and gonna I, say, did any of you- Lara and I got home on our wedding night. Your wedding day was weird. Did you have sex on your wedding night, Ashley? I want to say we maybe tried and we're like, no, thanks. We we literally got home. We looked like we, first off, I had to get her out of the contraption. Yes, that like, is a wedding dress. It yeah. was a whole thing. And I was like, oh my God. Especially what back then they used to be lace. I don't uh, know if hers it was, was lace. No, hers was lace. But back then hers they used to lace. be lace. Yours probably was lace too, actually. And I was huh? like, what? What? It's not a zipper. No, it's Jeez, a lace up. Yeah. You're like, so, you look like the mom off Titanic, like the <laughs> <laughs> Once I once I got her out of it, it, we like laid down and we looked at each other and we were like, "Do you want?" It? And we were like, "Nah, like we're good." Yes. It's, so we didn't do, and that is more common than not. Yes. And the only and it's reason okay. it's okay, it's okay to not have sex on the night of your wedding. It's fine. Nothing's wrong with you guys. You have the re- you can wake up in the morning. Like you can do whatever you want to do. Like you're gonna feel rested. I you're gonna feel like lovey dovey. But that's better. Like this, <laughs> this is something that just. But have expectations because maybe your person really does want to do that. Like on on you the know, wedding night. Like, I feel like the people that I, I'm so making a assumption here, but I feel like the people that really do want to have sex on the wedding night. You know, maybe they waited until marriage, yeah. so it's like a big deal for sure. I feel like a lot of those couples might leave the wedding or like they plan to leave the wedding at like 10 o'clock 
you know, and they don't go those to the, are the couples, party. Those are the couples that you're like, it was only a 10 minute drive. You guys were gone for 30 minutes. What are you guys doing? You know, that kind yes. of thing. But yeah. Yeah. So they, and like, so that's a priority, I guess. You can plan for that. But if it's not, and you guys don't talk about it, it is very likely that you're going to end up like me and stay up till two o'clock in the morning, karaokeing with your family and your husband is asleep in the room. <laughs> and then you go and crawl into bed afterwards. And turn on the white noise and go to sleep. And that's fine. And it was that, great. That's okay. And it's okay if you decide to tear into each other and rip each other to pieces. That's fine too. But just, it's okay. I feel it's like okay. I, I, don't, I feel like fine. people don't really talk about that very often. Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, that's a big one. That it really, really is a big one. Well, because you, you know everybody's giving you jokes all day, especially like parents. Yeah. Like the dads. Dude, like, I had a dad one time be so overly sexual with, yeah. the, like, making jokes about his daughter having mm. sex that night. It was awkward. Uncomfortable. To the point to where she was like, Dad, stop. Like he was saying, I'm not even going re- to repeat the things that he was saying. It almost like, gives me like the garter toss, garter like situation where like they, it's kind like of uncomfortable to go underneath. Yeah. And like, it's like I, the one we just edited was really cute. Like it was just kind of, it was adorable. And she was, you know, embarrassed, but it was like cute. But a lot of times people with, their the relationships with their family they're like i just don't want them to like get the idea yeah you know i get it so, so that was number 12 last one last one last why don't one. you actually why don't you, no yeah sure no yes okay <laughs> no okay <laughs> what is it? okay things i wish somebody would have told me which um actually <laughs> Ashley's making this hard. She's like typing as I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. looking at it and it's like. Okay, yeah, yeah I was just like, finish I it. Can, can you improv that? This is entertaining. No, I actually really might need to take the mic on this. Cut. I got it. Okay. I'll do it. Thank you. <laughs> I wish like, somebody pressure. would have told me that you can plan, you can put all the planning into a wedding day, you can listen to every episode of The Bridal Breakdown, you can read all the books, follow all the blogs, follow all the Instagram accounts. Be the most type A ever. And still have things go not as you planned. 100 And a wedding day is so unpredictable. Like Anything can happen. You might have Or the, anything cannot happen. I mean, yeah. anything cannot happen. We've recently had a very unpredictable wedding day the most unpredictable wedding day where one of the fiancés to be spouses did not feel well and it threw everything off it was everything a thing all day everything everything got thrown off and it all ended up okay but the plan for the first look didn't happen because or not the wait they weren't going to do a first look yeah so they ended up doing a private first look no cameras because he Love honestly that. could not overcome how he was feeling without her. Yeah. And it was not what she planned. Very type A. And she rolled with it like a champ all day That's long. Amazing. She That's was so just, great. and Ashley and I just keep saying, like, if we didn't have a couple that was so adaptable, even though she was so type A and had ever, like, literally everything planned, she knew what she wanted. But if she wasn't so adaptable and he wasn't so, strong and supportive it the day wouldn't have been as awesome as it still ended up being even though the whole thing was derailed so just know like be adaptable nothing that happens will be the end of the world nothing like nothing maybe the end of the world the show must go on yes as long as you have you your fiance and somebody to marry you 
you're going to get married. Yeah. Like and nothing else matters. The plan doesn't matter. Nothing. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. We went through those pretty quick. I'm proud of us, Let actually. Let me look at the time. What are we at? Uh, 46 minutes. Nice. We're under. I, when I saw 13, I was like, man, this is going to easily go an hour. No, easy. We like, we're going we're gonna to whip through these. We're going to make this easy listen. We're going to make this good. I just think hitting on unpredictability. A wedding day is unpredictable. Life will go on. Pack the medicine. Plan the best you can, but roll with the punches. Roll with the and punches. no matter what happens, you're getting married at the end of the day. So true. So, so, so true. Guys, that's all we have for today's episode. Thank, Thank you, you guys so much. Oh, go ahead. You I was going to say thanks, say Ashley, it. for joining us. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for hanging <laughs> out with us. I know. We took her away from work. I know. <laughs> but we were all, obviously, she was going to have to stop either, too, because we're in the off studio. Yeah. So she would have been taken away from work anyways. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. That's yes. what Chris is going to say before I Yes, thanks. So. Oh, damn it. I should have put this at the very beginning. Maybe I'll cut an intro into okay. this episode. I'll say what I'm going to say at the very beginning of this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Do all the things. You know the, the deal. If you haven't joined the private Facebook group, go ahead and join that. Link is in the show notes. You can find uh, ways to support the show. Those are also in the show notes where you get bonus episodes and you get Marco Polo access, which that's what I'm going to talk about at the very beginning of the show. Uh, other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.